<clears throat> Should we plus I'm one? We need a we, we need a banana. We need a banana for uh for scale. Scale. Anyway. Like I don't oh, know how wait. tall you are. Are you uh are you one of those guys that goes on that one website? Uh, and on that note, uh... <laughs> that's how we're gonna start the show. I knew it would come. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rune Terrible Radio, episode number 16. Oh, boy, this has already gotten off to just a fantastic start. I am your host, Blevins. Joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Saucy Mailman. Hello. And we are joined today by two titans of industry here. <laughs> Come yes, on, Gummy. I said it. You just got to embrace it. it. Lean into it. Got, yeah, lean into it. The, we've got Gummy God and Swimstrim. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Yeah, gummy, so, uh, gummy for, is so for excited to use yourself. You see how he said my name first, Swim? You see how he said my name first? Yeah. We've, yeah. we've had a, a gigantic train wreck yeah. in the pre-show, so that, that started in the in the pre the pre pre-show chat where we just it was I knew that this was going to be a spicy episode, so I hope you guys listeners in chat and in the future podcast world are ready for this because we're very yep. Yeah. Um so yeah. <laughs> If you guys uh, have listened to or watched any of Gummy and Swim's streams, you know just how passionate these two are about this new, this new patch. The point I uh, love the zero point nine point two. I know we well we were talking about it in the in the pre-show because Gummy is um <laughs> is is heated. Wait, so Gummy, we, do you not like the patch? I love the patch. <laughs> Gummy is uh, mind controlled right now, but we took we took the the beacon of positivity in Swim and the other side of the coin in Gummy, and we're gonna we're gonna bring we're gonna bring them together into an amazing analysis of this of this patch because this is the biggest patch we've had yet for yeah Legends of Runeterra. <laughs> <laughs> there, I think there was a, there was a couple bug fixes in this patch. That's all I really remember. Yeah, well, the, the, I mean, we're gonna obviously focus on. Let, let's just talk. The, the most important thing here is the changes to the expedition packs, right? Yeah, that's really what we all care about. <laughs> I hope here. you guys are up on the changes in the expedition packs. Yeah, they like changed some things around, and yeah, I, I read. A little bit. Okay, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Um, even though I love expedition, so um, before we get into that patch, I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk uh, to both of you about because um, because just for a little bit of background for uh, those of you listening who are unfamiliar, um, both Gummy and Swim are high ranked uh, masters players. So on the competitive side here, uh, much much more than me. Hashtag plat forever. Um, and, you know, we've, we've talked to uh, Casanova. We've talked to Prismat in the past. We've talked to a number of other sort of competitive players. It was early on in um, in the, the game's life. So now that we're, what are we, a month, two months in, however many, a month and a half in, we've gotten some time to actually collect the cards. We're at the point where most players at the high level have most of the cards. I know gummy, you posted your vault. That was just straight shards this week. Hell yeah! How, how do you guys, how do you guys feel about sort of the introduction of the game? The first leg of the game uh, swim. We'll start with you here. 
Uh, I mean, it's pretty strong. I think that, and this is actually something that Gomi and I have talked a bit about before, so spoiler alert, it's something that we're going to agree on. I, I'm in love with the game's fundamentals, like truly. I think that the game has genius level fundamentals. I think that the ability for it to like alternate actions between mm-hmm. turns is really important. It actually kind of feels horrible trying to go back to playing a, like a normal <laughs> card game like Magic or Hearthstone. Yep. Outside of that, uh, and it's like streamlined, right? I think that basically everything about how it works, you know, the spell reserve system is pretty great. My concerns are, you know, going to be in regards to like balance and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But apart from that, I feel very good. Yeah, Gummy. I mean, a month in, having gotten literally everything, how are you feeling about just the the, the intro to the game? <laughs> uh, I don't. I love the game. I I have I don't know I have so much passion for this game and I hope it goes <laughs> it goes so far and does so well I just, it's fun it's something that like for me as a TCG player I've played like every almost everything but I've never played something with a, a turn based system like this where you mm-hmm. you share turns and it's just I don't know I love it and I I tried to go back to Hearthstone actually just to play for a little bit and I was like oh I'll just hold I'll hold I'll hold three mana it'll go over to my curve or I'll hold this card I can play it on this turn and I was like oh wait no I, I can't do any of that. Yeah. No, no Hearthstone here. No, no. no. Uh. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I don't know. The game's really fun, and it's it's super super enjoyable. Uh, and uh, like I said, I hope Riot keeps going in the the right way with this card game, and it lasts a very long time. Mm-hmm. So in that vein, I mean, obviously the the game fundamentals are there, but one of the the hot topics when the game first uh, came out was sort of the economy, and you know. Us, us sort of high level uh well not us you guys high level players aren't able to just buy the decks right off the bat how, how has that sort of blown over now was that over was that overdone are we going to be having this conversation again when mobile comes out well it's a good question it depends how they handle it i mean they're in a strange position because i thought for a long while that they would have to kind of implement the same system into future sets where mm-hmm. everyone would kind of start from nothing but it's looking like they might not do that just because they said that resources are still going to be fine and you can hold them so i'm not really sure what exactly they're going to do about that i do think the criticism mm-hmm. was fair early on sure. uh in terms of like locking players out of buying decks i think it had some like negative impacts Mm -hmm. didn't actually provide that much positive overall a lot of people like kind of like mix all the issues into one i love Mm -hmm. that the game isn't pay to win it's good for free to play players Mm -hmm. but the fact that you know uh you get cards at a very fast rate and the fact that the expensive cards aren't the powerful ones which is a big problem magic has by the way um those two facts (laughs) carry the game's ability for free to play players to do well and the fact that of not letting like players buy cards doesn't actually end up helping that much gummy how did you uh, feel about it yeah um i'm just worried for if they so if they keep it capped like it is i've never had a new account i don't know if like you pool the amount of cards you're allowed to buy over weeks but if a new set comes out and like i have just banked shards bank wild cards i'll be able to i hope like if you give it two months if a new set comes out i'll have every card in that set as well mm-hmm. but if a new player comes along they won't they won't have the ability to yeah, have yeah, the collection exactly. i have and that's an issue that's mm-hmm. a huge issue that I have with how the game's being ran. Because, and also, them capping it at the beginning made it harder to patch cards along the way because week one you had Swim and Dawn Spiders, mm-hmm. and then week two people got access to more cards, made new decks, and then everything got nerfed, but not everybody had the whole collection. Mm-hmm. So people just made decks with cards that weren't even touched yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost, it, it almost felt like the meta 
more organically than we see anything else like developed like week to week it was like i mean a lot of it was probably you know swim posting the meta mondays and whatnot but even even outside of that it's like well i now have a new like the vault is like almost a a set piece to inject more cards into the system to actually develop the meta and progress each week so i I almost thought it was fun haven't i haven't felt like that since like the early days of of magic when i was playing and like Oh, I can buy. I can buy. I got my allowance. I can buy some new booster packs and make my elf yeah. deck better. And then you get nothing good <laughs> every time. Or, or I end up uh, getting sharked by the uh, the older kid at the store. Um, that bastard. Yeah, and they, they took they, they took my Gemini elf Yu Gi Oh cards. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, there's a reference three people got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did Gummy? You remember Gemini elf? Don't you? Yeah, that card's good. Yeah, that card's nuts. That like that card was straight fire. I never had that one. That was one of the like, ones oh. that was like a. It was like it only in the like the tournament packs or whatever. I think if I recall, like when it first came out, it was like a secret rare from like the tournament packs. Yeah, it was a packs. secret rare. Oh man, Yu Gi Oh. You know what? Sc- you know what? Screw Legends of Runeterra. Let's just let's just do Yu Gi Oh. Let's go oh, back. Oh please don't. No, I don't want to. No, no, no. no take me back. Legends of Runeterra. I'm right, talking I love you. old school Yu Gi Oh. None oh, yeah, of this baby. new. None of these ghost rares. None of these no dang fang dangled Yu Gi Ohs. No, none of these yeah, new Yu Gi Ohs. If it's not, if it's not in the show, I don't want to see it in a pack. Okay, that's how I feel. Wait, what's your favorite card from the show then? Because that's a hot topic. Okay, I'm lying. I, I, my, well, that's I mean, right. that's, um... obvi- well, hold on. You want to know what it was? It was, of course, my favorite card. Toon World, Yugi boy. <laughs> you can't destroy Wait, you my... T- <laughs> Even though that card you weren't sucked. A, you weren't a life. Dark Magician fan? No. You didn't like the main protagonist? Or, no. yeah, 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 that's the word. No. I, I, liked, I like Charmander. Uh, Bazoo the Soul Eater was my favorite card, by the way. Um, let's not talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, quick little piece of news, and I swear we're going to be getting into the patch real soon. Uh, Zixo ended up winning the Korean Invitational uh, Legends of Runeterra tournament. Uh, really cool event. Uh, friend of the show, Casanova, as well as uh, top challenger player Astrogation, did an English rebroadcast. So you can check out Casanova Hots. Uh, I believe. Uh, the VODs are on his Twitch. I don't know if he made a YouTube video or not, but if they are, uh, we will post them in the Rune Terrible Radio Discord. Um, so, did you guys catch any of that event or have any thoughts on that? Uh, I like that if this is the format that... So, Riot officially... So, we've had tournaments in NA. Mm-hmm. There's some tournaments in EU. Um, and people are trying to find out a meta, especially in NA. Like, there's there's the guy that does the Monokumo tournaments has done, like, Four weeks, he's done almost four different formats. But it's cool that Riot's officially came out with a tournament that has a, a format, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, that a lot of tournament orgs can go by and hopefully stick to it. Yeah. Yeah, as, as competitive yeah. players, do you guys like that format? Uh, that's kind of a tricky one. <laughs> uh, I will say, I, I personally like the idea of uh, kind of like not overlapping uh regions like for example mm-hmm. a three deck format that forces you to use all six regions well mm-hmm. i guess you could run some mono decks mm-hmm. but pretty much you're, you're going to be using uh six regions i think it's a cool idea for high level tournaments like invitationals and stuff mm-hmm. i like forcing top level players to diverse and not just like main one deck um although of course you know there will be plenty of people that just <laughs> yeah. like playing one deck that won't <laughs> like that but i mean i, I like that if it, it does force you to flex mm-hmm. right 
but they're gonna have a hard time having that format for like lower level tournaments yep. where it's like you know if, if you want to publicly have like a um you know like a swiss round or a qualifier you can't really do that because you can't expect everyone to play all six regions mm-hmm. yeah especially um, with like if you want to do a thing for a tournament or something for new people or whatever. It's like, well, uh, hope you guys have enough cards on the lot. <laughs> yep. Um, I was talking to somebody else. I like the I like the idea of no overlapping cards between decks, so you can share regions. Like you can play like freeze Ezreal with Freljord P and Z, and then play Elusives because Ezreal doesn't play Elixir of Iron or Omenhawk, and then mm-hmm. Elusives don't play any of those freeze cards, which I think is like pretty pretty cool. I like that idea a little bit more. I think that idea works in in theory and at the top level that's probably best I also think Riot probably wants some sort of like more of a delineation when it's where it's easy to see hey you can't overlap regions two decks can't have the same region it's just easy it's arbitrary sure but it's just easy for them to do Um, I mean they could do that though if they had you know like a tournament mode or something like that that could track it if like you know there was a client dedicated to you know running the tournament then it could track the cards and then you could easily do it just with Mm -hmm. technology and computers man wouldn't that be great um if only this was a digital game too bad it's all paper they can't do this the other the other tinfoil hat part of it is that it makes it less if 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 we do it like that like Gummy's suggesting, it makes it less easy for Riot to claim that every region has a competitive deck. Technically, yeah, yeah. Like right now, it's like mm. we're gonna we're, we're gonna say every region is a has a competitive deck, and also the competitive format you have to use all six regions. Um, yep. well, hey, you, Gummy, you got there. Well, that, that, just say what you're thinking, Gummy. Yeah, Gummy, that's don't hold back. That, that, that's it. Then, that's it. Then Riot just fix fix regions. Just fix them. You just Let shadow them. SI. They they just destroyed SI, so SI can no longer. SI is like a like a tech now. You can't like. Really, there's like no more mysteries. They tried to. I don't want. We're not talking about patch yet, but I, just let's do on, it. Man. Let's jump on, into the Riot. patch. Let let come let, on. <laughs> Gummy, I know you're very you're very uh, passionate about this. So let's just I, talk about the patch. We'll start with Hecarim. Hecarim, getting a health nerf. His his little dudes are getting nerfed. But what do you what's what what's what's your uh, beef with with this gummy Hecarim was o, was OP now he's mm. now he's just now he's just P right? I, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't see Hecarim for like a week before they nerfed him. Yeah, I, yeah, me neither. Like people actually stopped playing Hecarim. Like uh, you have BBG Bruce by God, who's a who's a top player that came out with Zombie Garen, mm-hmm. which is just Bar- Bannerman Garen plus uh, Rekindler, mm-hmm. and then people like jumped on that bandwagon and like I, I I like what they did with Hecarim and he, I think he's still playable in like ephemeral midrange there's Teal Red who's a Japanese player who came out with the deck which is like really good but it's my issue is not them destroying that or nerfing Hecarim it's putting Black Spirit 3 for like zero reason yeah, Mark went weird. to 2-2 which is like mm-hmm. it makes it it's still playable it's a fair card now it's not busted um, making Callista a new card Making everybody like pog champ over it, but it's just not a. It's not a good. It's not a good card though. That's the thing is they they redid it. They fixed it. And over the last two days, like I every any Calista deck I've played, I've just stomped it because yeah. not a good. It's not a good champion still. Yeah, it's a good thing that Shadow Isle has got some changes. I think some of the changes, like I mean, pointed out, were weird. The black black spear personal, I think, was one of the most balanced cards in the game. It was on the powerful mm-hmm. side of things. But you could play around it like quite easily, and most decks it wasn't a three of except for heavy yeah. allegiance decks. 
Um, and Hecarim, I do think Hecarim needed a bit of a change, but I wish it was more of a rework than a nerf. Mm. Yeah, and they did they did do the classic like technically kind of a burst. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where it's like, oh well, his spell costs costs one less now. <laughs> you got you got <laughs> that. It's like. <laughs> Not really, not really that good. Yeah, no. I... Yeah, I was, I was kind of blindsided by the the black spear as well because, like you said, swim. Like the decks that are playing black spear usually aren't playing three. You see two of in a lot of decks, but like for it to be like that oppressive, I feel like it should be played a lot more. The the card is strong, but I don't think it was like so oppressive that people were in arms about it. Yeah, let's um. So let's see, Black Spear. What other cards? Uh, uh, Mark of the Isles. Mark of the Isles. Yes. About that. Mark of the Isles. I think was probably the the card in the game that I most wanted to get nerfed personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I had a joke on my stream where I made a deck, put in three Mark of the Isles, and then I just named it Nerf This Please. <laughs> so every time I was scrolling through Deck Builder, you'd just see a picture of Mark of the Isles because it would be on the yeah. cover. And it just said Nerf This Please. <laughs> And I mean, I'm pretty happy that it got nerfed. Honestly, uh, like I said, it's a fair card now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm glad that a, 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 as a whole, the Runeterra team has learned, taken a lot from Magic: The Gathering and learned from it. But like, <laughs> there's just something about the one mana three something that like do three something that it just seems like it's a little too powerful. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Mark of the Isles, like, was it ever a downside for it to gain ephemeral? Like, not usually. It was certainly less. A downside because uh, you're either killing your opponent or you're like <laughs> actually using that to your benefit a yeah. lot of the time. Well, it's one of those things like if you've played card games, you guys obviously as card game players know the cheaper the card costs, the more powerful it's inherently going to be. Like mm-hmm. zero and one cost cards are just historically in other card games what mm-hmm. break the game more. I mean, if you look at Hearthstone or Magic, things that cost zero and one mana usually are broken if they're even like decent. So Mark of the Owls was just nuts. And I, I think it, I think it was just a fair change. Now, yeah, it, it is pretty. It's that card went from being really, really good, and and putting it two two makes it so, uh, like you're playing a lease, right? Your your one one becomes a three three, and it no longer becomes a four four that can pretty much trade with anything because Zed and Lucian are big, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and like Zed Zed just goes through it now. Lucian goes through it. Um, anything with four health. Uh, what's the what's the five four challenger? Uh, you mean the five so, four so challenger that summons a one four elite now that 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 puts yeah. a one four <laughs> yeah, elite yeah, that, that, yeah yeah that card that card like it can't contest with that anymore like it's it's a pretty I think putting it at two two is like a really really good spot for the card actually mm-hmm. so Hecarim you could take or leave uh, Black Sphere is a question mark Callista I mean it I don't <laughs> the Callista change isn't a bad change right it's like it went from a four three vanilla to, or a four two vanilla to a different card that you're probably not going to play. So maybe like a, a neutral change there. What about, I, okay. I I think it's worth talking about Callista a bit. Okay. Let's go. to Callista. I, I guess I have a, I guess you can call it a hot take. I don't gummy. Is this still a hot take? People have been playing her for at least, no, she's bad, now. but people have realized she's bad now. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, okay. two, uh, so a friend it, of ours, two Oh nine messaged me. He's like, you guys are right. Callista actually this, sucks. And this like, take yeah, is yeah, yeah. cooling off then is what yeah. you're saying. That's good. That's good. But yeah, Callista, I mean, I was saying like very early on, like before the patch hit, just off the notes that the one health isn't going to do much for her basically Mm -hmm. at all. And she has two downsides now. She doesn't give the plus two health and she's harder to level. 
So I was looking at, for example, two decks, like my Prankster Burn deck that I made number one with, uh, and Iceborne uh, Spiders, mm -hmm. which I was playing today. These are two decks where I would actually have looked at old Callista, but I can just immediately dismiss new Callista. And I mean, I can't say she's worse overall than she was two days ago, but mm -hmm. she's definitely worse in some ways. Yeah, she got the, not even necessarily a burf, just like a nerf rework. some ways in a, in a complete yeah. yeah just a complete rework what's interesting about her is that she does have at least well she does one thing that i really don't like um for the champions in general which is have like a very well maybe maybe i haven't put enough thought into this for this to actually be a a, a good take but i'm running with it her <laughs> her first her unflip side is just vanilla right i mean yeah. it has fearsome right but it's a four three for three vanilla and you just have to see things die. And I mean, I guess Lucian is kind of like that, but I don't know. I like Lucian. He costs two. Um, but her flip side now is a unique effect, right? Like we don't see mm -hmm. anything else that has the something else takes the damage for her. So what I'm thinking is like, how does this, how can this effect be broken in the future? Or is it broke? Is there some broken combo or something with it now? I mean, there's there's funny things you can do. Tiana Crownguard and Rekindler are both funny. The problem is new Callista's all over the place. Old Callista knew what she was doing. She was an aggro card and she was pretty mediocre. But okay. new Callista has the she she has the earliness of an aggro card. She has kind of the stat line of a mid range card, mm -hmm. and she has an effect of a very slow, almost control combo card. Yeah. Right. Like uh, the kind of deck that is going to see four allies die is not the kind of deck that is going to be able to capitalize on her rebirth effect, right? Right, yeah, because you're killing spiders at that point. What were you right? going to say, Gummy? There's also an issue. So the unit she brings back, I'm pretty sure, is ephemeral. Yeah, correct. And the fact that... So you block her, she doesn't... The, the unit that she brings back takes all the damage. So theoretically, you don't have to block the other unit if you can just sink X damage into her to kill the other unit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, the unit doesn't. It's not a threat. She's a. She flips, and she's still not a threat unless she brings back something that has a summoned effect. Yeah. Oh right, because it will always spawn yep. after her, so you just block her. And yeah. It kills the. And it just. It, uh, so yeah. That, that's that what's interesting about it. Actually. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. what Swim said. Like her effect, you want in something that's very slow, like bringing back Avros and Hearthguard or Rekindlers, just mm -hmm. you know, Crown Guard, something like that, but. Like she just dies. <laughs> like she's you play her and she dies. Like she's still it's rough. Like I think like new Callista is fun to make funny. Like I made a stupid Heart of the Fluff Poro deck with her and just some funny stuff, but she's not good right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh I'm wondering if she's gonna keep getting because like if she caught like well, she's busted, right? If she costs two mana, right? So there's no way that there's no universe that that happens, right? It's just she's just she like should be a one spread. mana three three. <laughs> I mean, she, she just needs focus. They have to pick a direction and stick with it. If she's an aggro card, she should be an aggro card. Mm -hmm. And I think that given that mentality, I, I would actually probably call this a step backwards because mm. she the the er, earlier version at least kind of knew what it wanted to be, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important. It thing. just wasn't good. I honestly don't know why they took the old text off. Yeah, she the the, the plus like, two. Yeah, the plus two. I don't know why they took that off the card. That like and the, it, the same with the extra kill to love. Yeah, her. it does nothing. It, it you you nerfed her front side. You made her a upgraded arachnid horror, and then she mm -hmm. flips, and she's even more useless. Right. After yeah, you I see mean, four I, units die. 
I would say they nerfed her backside too. That's the most important thing. And Callista's backside, I mean, you know, I'll, whatever you want. Everyone's to looking at yeah. Callista's backside. Yeah, everyone's backside looking at, at it, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you, you look at her backside, and the thing is, it has a more powerful effect, but it costs 30, it's 33% harder to get there. Mm-hmm. Now, for, for a 33% upfront cost, your backside has to be buffed at least 50% to justify that, right? And you could say that it, maybe, it, maybe it was, but that's, that's even in debate, right? That's a yeah. huge yeah. upfront cost. So you're saying if you're paying a lot, you want like a bigger backside then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I want a huge backside. backside. Right. We are we are we done with that gag or no? We'll we'll no. bring it back up we'll, a little we'll, later. We'll 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 bring it up at the rear of the show. Oh damn it! Um, <laughs> got there. Um, so so before before we leave Callista's backside, is it? Do you think that right now, if we kept the flavor and the essentially the effect of Callista right now, is it just a well, if they put the plus two plus zero back on, or they and they lowered the like, is it just a tweaking of numbers for Callista, or is it? let's go back to the drawing board and like go back, revert it back to what it was or like, how do how do you guys feel about that? I think they, I mean, just, uh, I don't know. I think it would be acceptable if it just kind of had both effects combined, like the mm-hmm. plus two in addition to the three health. And like, I think the ephemeral that I, I do like her new effect overall, um, that like she would definitely see play in that way, but overall I'd rather see her just kind of like more fully redefi- uh, redesigned. Mm-hmm. Gummy, your face kind of soured when yeah, you assume uh, saying that. <laughs> well, I, I, the, so they have this cool tag on the game right now. It's called, it's in beta, right? So I feel like they could just, they, they need to stop pussyfooting around and just do some stuff that might affect the actual game. Mm-hmm. Because I've been playing the same meta for the past month and going over this patch with Swim the other day, I feel like I'm going to be playing the same meta for the next month. Mm-hmm. And I play the game for eight plus hours a day. So that's doing the same thing for, that's that's a job theoretically you know i'm doing the same thing eight hours a day for mm-hmm. 60 plus days without seeing any like super change in it and that's kind of my issue i want them to like kind of buff things and nerf things a little harder well i want to see actually i want to see more buffs than anything because mm-hmm. they keep nerfing problem cards instead of buffing things that they see less play in that have like two percent play rate i want to see those cards getting buffed instead of cards getting nerfed that have 99 percent play rate mm-hmm. well i mean that's sort of the age-old problem with card games and competitive card games, right? It's like, do you want the game to be balanced or do you want it to be different? I mean, it can be both, but that's a hard. So, like, if the game, so like, Gummy, are you are you like, uh, are you like a StarCraft fan at all, or like? Oh yeah, I've I've, I've played StarCraft since like original, not yeah. not brutal. I'm not that young, but I've played like since original StarCraft too. Right, so, so I love StarCraft. Or like or like Melee or any of those games. Like those games don't oh, change. Oh, I love Melee. Right. So what I'm wondering is like would you get if you were playing Melee right now instead of uh Legends of Runeterra, would you be happy because Melee never changes, right? Like the meta changes and people change the game, but the game itself is on the same patch that it released in on GameCube in 2001 or whatever. 2003. I, I think it's a little different though cuz it's not a card game. It's right. it's a it's a different it's a fighting game like uh true i mean that that is that uh, that is true it is a fighting game fighting, I, fighting games playing different people play differently we're okay. like if we That's play s- people of similar skill level, similar skill level and they're running the same deck it's the same deck you're gonna play it the same as other mm. people it's the same 40 cards where like someone's gonna play fox differently like mango's gonna play fox differently than leffin is and yeah, it's just I guess it's a it, different play style that's fair it would be instead of it being like oh i'm playing against fox 
a uh, hundred times, like that can be different, but it, it would be more like if you're playing against Mango a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe not Mango because I'm going to lose a hundred times in a row. Not well, close. yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're but... going 0-100 no matter what against Mango or, or any of the top players. But yeah, at the, the, the middle, everyone... Mid-level players, honestly, for me. There's like there's like a different play style in, mm-hmm. in fighting games and people can play differently in, compared to like a card game with, with 40 yeah. cards. The decks play differently, not really the players, you know? Mm-hmm. To an extent, I mean, we don't need to go too far down. I'm just, I'm just curious because because that is a that comes up across. I mean, not even just card games. Like I, I do an Overwatch podcast as well, and it's like people always, no matter what, since the beginning of the game, hate whatever the current meta is. I mean, that's what it's like for almost every game. It's like, oh, I hate this meta. This meta sucks. It's like, oh well, man, I wish it would change, and then it, it changes, and it's like, I hate this meta, man. Why can't we go back to the old one? It's like, well, dude, you hate whatever you're playing right now. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't, I don't hate the meta. I'll, right. It's just that I'm playing the same... I'm playing against and playing the same deck, mm-hmm. the same 40 cards for two months. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate the meta. I enjoy... Like, if I went to a... Like, I think that's another thing, is if I played a tournament, like a competitive, a competitive scene, I wouldn't be... I would be perfectly fine busting the same decks getting rewarded getting some sort of uh motivation to do it mm-hmm. but especially right now with the the master ladder being the way it is and just the ranking system it's kind of hard to find any motivation in doing that right it's just you hit grandmasters and it's like you either hit one or who cares and <laughs> yeah, even yeah, if you exactly. do hit one who cares exactly. you make your youtube video and then you're good um yeah that makes sense um yeah no i think it's just interesting because it's it is it's an important thing because at the end of the day, whether it's balanced or whether it's whatever, it doesn't really matter that much. It needs to be fun to play. It, mm-hmm. If you're playing competitively, you need to be having fun or something, right? Because if it's not fun, you're, you know, you're not going to get people to play. Um, okay. I, think with, that I, I would say diversity in, in the game uh, is probably the biggest problem. I, I don't think you can call it necessarily like the same decks, but a lot of the games do tend to feel somewhat samey, mm-hmm. and that's largely going to be caused by like it being a very mid-range dominated game. Sure. And because there's fairly few ways to actually play mid-range in Runeterra right now, it's like it's pretty hard to run a hard aggro or a hard control deck, mm-hmm. and that's a sort of a problem that Runeterra has that other card games don't actually, um, yeah. because Runeterra sort of forces games to be more uniform, mm-hmm. which is both a, an upside and a downside. It means you won't have that problem in Magic and other card games where it's like, you know, do you queue into the aggro player who's going to kill you on four or right. the control player who you're going to be here for 50 minutes, right? right? But it does kind of make it feel samey. That is a really and good And I think that, that, that is probably a large point of kind of what what gummy is feeling mm-hmm. i mean i don't mean to assume you can practice yeah don't please don't assume no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that that is interesting i'm wondering if well i i'm not i'm not the one to say whether that's a good thing or a bad thing because like do we need to does that mean that we need to have better control cards and also better aggro cards like that's that's the, there's more of a divergence right in uh yes. like red feels way different than blue in magic whereas like shadow isles and freljord feel different kind of yes exactly like yeah. one's spooky and one's cold but like they're just like <laughs> yeah. different statted things right 
here's my my stance on it is actually i've spent a lot of time thinking about this and i've decided i think it is a good thing but there need to be some additional steps so I, I want to actually, actually explain from a design standpoint, the reason it works out this way is because of the spell reserve system. Mm-hmm. Spell reserve creates a niche for spell card that will give you, it's sort of like a bell curve because you want your deck to have a middling amount of spell cards. Mm-hmm. You don't want too proactive of a deck, uh, which like, you know, a, a kind of standard style of aggro would be completely yeah. proactive and because of course, then you can't use your spell mana and you're at a disadvantage, but you don't want too reactive of a deck either because control cards mostly spells are over costed because of the spell mm-hmm. reserve system they have to be because otherwise they're unfair right so because of the spell reserve system it it creates this like middle hump and i think this is actually a great thing personally i think that having mm-hmm. more uniform games is really good but then decks need to distinguish themselves by archetype and play pattern mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. and the game isn't doing that enough right now yeah I think Gummy, more... you're nodding over there. What's I just I I just I I wholeheartedly agree. It's every color can do theoretically everything. You can you can just yeah. you can play almost any color in any 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 archetype. You can there's like very few cards where you're like yeah I, I'm I can't I, there's no way I play control this or there's no way I put this right. in a mid because everything like mm-hmm. Swim was saying plays mid rangey. Yeah. So you can every you can throw any any two colors together and it, you can make a a deck that's viable in the, the mid range position. Yeah, And this, by the way, this is why I think it's so important to buff underutilized archetypes. For mm-hmm. example, this is why I was saying earlier, I was disappointed that Hecarim got a nerf instead of a rework, because I'd love to see a rework to Hecarim that would enable him to access the full ephemeral kind of combo deck with shark mm-hmm. chariots and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, that kind of thing is, I think, the one direction the game needs to go in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that all, all that sounds... It all sounds super reasonable. Um <laughs> It's making me, I think, I haven't really thought about it like this um, because I'm not playing as many games at, at as high level as you guys are. So this is kind of eye-opening for me because it's like, you know, th- these are the types of things that you say about a game's core set, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm thinking like, oh yeah, if I, look, if I looked at Magic from like the uh, Magic 2020 like if I just looked at that set, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, this does all every." I mean, even even that though is like, there's like aggressive red cards, and it's it's still more distinguished. But it really kind of because before I'm thinking, "Oh man, this is such like." I mean, we saucy. We talked about this on the show multiple times. It's like mm-hmm. for a core set, this game feels like so complex and in depth and like different than a normal core set was, and maybe that was just us being excited or. <laughs> I mean, I think in a lot of think, ways it I is. I think it still holds true, though. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're looking at it just like as a vanilla core set. Uh, but I think like all of these things are important to identify, especially as you know game developers, and, and think about moving forward when you are adding more cards to regions and adding other regions, thinking about region identity. I mm-hmm. think it's super important, especially you know since it's based around you know League of Legends. There's a lot of people right. that play certain champions in League of Legends strictly because of their flavor. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that play cards in this game specifically because of the flavor of them Mm -hmm. so it's important to have those strong class identities so speaking of playing champions for their flavor which which champion in the game do you think tastes the best taste the best timo Uh, timo hands down heimerdinger (laughs) looks pretty tasty oh wait well now with Callista's new backside Ooh, Mm. take a bite out of that yeah it's yeah but timo comes with mushrooms though he comes with mushrooms like it's It's protein and mushrooms i'd eat fiora yeah 
you know, I'm trying to think of like which one of these things taken out of context will be the best episode title, and I'm not sure which one it is yet. Oh, it's Callista's backside. Yeah, That's it's the it's almost certainly Callista's backside. Yeah. Um, All okay. right, I want to talk about I want to talk about bring up a card too. Okay. How do you guys feel about Rekindler nerf? Good. Fine. I don't, I I have a hot take. I think I think he's still. People are crying that, you know, oh, because you play the zombie Garen. Oh, I want my Garen to die on five so I can rekindle him on six. What if your Garen doesn't die on five? He dies on six and you just play rekindle on seven. Yeah. Like, I cool. Mean, like, 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 that was the deck he's played in. And, and I still think that Ephemeral Midrange is playable and yeah. he's played in that deck too. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it was a fine nerf. I don't... They already killed Hecarim. They, they already killed the card that he was played with a bunch of and like some kind of like mist rates s style mm-hmm. i i felt this way a while ago i've been thinking about this a lot recently i actually think in the grand scheme of things i end up not liking the rekindler nerf and there's a couple of reasons why a lot of it goes back to what i was saying before about like them needing to enable more archetypes mm-hmm. that's kind of like the the biggest thing the game needs to do right now but also i think it's very important to Instead of trying to nerf and buff individual cards, think about it more in a holistic sense in terms of nerfing and buffing uh, both archetypes and regions, right? Because mm-hmm. those are going to be the things that, you know, spearhead diversity. I think Rekindler was kind of an overpowered card who needed to get nerfed in some ways, but I think he actually has very healthy implications for the meta, as long as he's not so strong that he's not overtaking it. Mm-hmm. Enables a lot of, like, interesting decks like, for example, Ash. Uh, yep. Even like weird stuff like Teemo, a lot of champions, uh, they're, they're, there's basically like three or so champions that you could kind of only really run because of him. Um, mm. I think I, I might have preferred like a stat nerf instead or something like that. It was important to nerf Shadow Isles, <laughs> and I, I like Rekindler being more niche, um, but I think he ends up being net positive diversity actually. Gummy, you gave a you gave a, a weird smile. <laughs> yeah, Gummy. Well, what's up? No, I I just you said they they that Shadow Isles you know needed a little bit of nerf, and I they they I feel they destroyed Shadow Isles with this. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. With this patch, like exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Even as a, even as like a tech color in most decks, it's why not just run a better color? Because yeah, right. Spears at three for anything for any removal. Your now your removal's at three instead of two. Just played Mystic Shot for two two mm-hmm. to get rid of most cards or Thermal exactly. Beam. I think that, you know, I mean, nerf Mark, great. Rework Hecarim, all right, but I would have liked to see a bit more rework than nerf, but mm-hmm. maybe a bit of both, sure. And then, you know, Rekindler, you can give it a slight stat bump, maybe. And I think you're totally good then, and Shadow Isles is fair, and Rekindler's helping diversity. Mm. Yeah, I, I think because of all the reasons that we talked about before, like everything just feeling like a different sort of tweak of stats, and like everything has a removal spell, everything is can be big everything can be uh small it's like they really like they really want to in the future at least like push shadow isles into ephemeral and uh like reviving more so than like it's just a bunch of stats and spiders are cool um but i mean they've got they've got time uh to make to make those changes for sets and whatnot okay there's one more Shadow Isles card, and I know Swim on your stream today. You've been uh, you've been rocking this bad boy, Brute Awakening, and the spiders went from six mana down to five. And 
I mean, I personally never really saw this card at six mana, and now it's like the the bell of the ball right now. What is, is this really a big change? Or are people just jumping on the? Oh, it's changed. It got buffed. It's got to be good. Yeah, it's shit. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely all right. I wouldn't call it an unplayable card, but it's overrepresented bandwagoning, like you're talking about. Mm. I mean, that's all I was doing today. I was messing around with it, yeah. but I don't I don't think it's great. And the same is true for Iceborne Legacy. Yeah. So the only so the one thing that I I want to say about the Brood Awakening change is so it was originally at five mana in the preview patch, and then they brought it to six mana for open beta. Uh, I like seeing that. that they reverted a change because that. I just think that's cool just to see that, hey, we don't have a problem reverting back to things if we fucked up. So mm-hmm. that's the only thing that I care about. I think the card's hot garbage, um, but yeah, it's cool that they reverted it. I mean, it was cool in my my Noxus Shadow Isles uh, spider deck that just, mm-hmm. like, my opponent wasn't expecting it and conceded when I <laughs> had a bunch of power on turn four or whatever. Um, okay. Let's move on. I'm going to say we talked, we just said uh, uh, Iceborne Legacy. So let's move to Freljord here. Iceborne Legacy got a, a basically a rework here. I mean, it does the same sort of thing, but it got a huge cost increase from three up to five. It went from burst to slow and now grants plus two, plus two instead of plus one, plus one. So is, is this just like, this seems like it was made it way worse, right? Like it's not. Am I, am I wrong about that, or is this, is this um, actually? I it might be a little bit worse. I, so one one of the one of the things I like to say a lot during stream is it's I don't like the idea of thinking in terms of worse or better. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's better designed like this. I think I like the change overall. Um, it's probably weaker at a top level, but it's definitely stronger at a low level overall. I love the change, actually. I do. Okay. I I just have a question because I haven't played with it. Swim when you were playing earlier today. Did it act like Ash's arrow? If you targeted something, it died. Did it still plus your other spider? Oh, hell no. 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 Oh, well, this card's hot trash. Yeah. yeah. This card is... uh, It went from being semi-playable in spiders to probably just being like uh, 2% play, maybe 5% playability. It's play rate's going to go up. It's win rate at a high level is going to go down. I mean, the the Ludens of the the world are not going to touch it anymore, but it's still going to have a high win rate at lower ranks. And it's actually yeah. a lot more interesting. It, it creates mm-hmm. like a fairly unique archetype with a lot of like, it, it feels a lot more like a combo deck. I actually ended mm-hmm. up gummy. I, I know you, you and I were, you know, yuck yucking the other day about <laughs> like the, the, the fact that they nuked it for more bit. And I do think the card is weaker at a top level, but mm-hmm. I think it's more interesting this way. And it wasn't really a competitive card in the first place. That's actually a really good, a really interesting thing that they can do is like take something that is in the middle and you can either, there's two things you can do with it. You can, make it competitive and good like if they made it cost two if they kept it the same but made it cost two mana or something like that would make it better right might still not be good but it would make it better or you can make it like this is this is an aura from magic the gathering right like it is a, a, a slow spell that targets one of your creatures and gives it a buff is an aura in magic the gathering and if you're a competitive magic the gathering player and know anything about that like auras are generally real bad for exactly the reason you're talking about. Your opponent goes, I have a removal spell, and you just got two for one, right? Like, that that's that's bad uh, when that happens, and you don't want to open yourself up to getting having that happen to you <laughs> as, as much as you can. You want to reduce that from happening. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, but but the thing about auras and Magic the Gathering, especially when they're like big splashy effects like this, is like newer players or maybe more casual players like those effects. They like them. They're fun. Yeah, it's fun to make your spiders big. Yeah, I'm wondering, like this this change. I think this like framing it like that. This change might actually mean more for how they handle balance than so, like a lot of these other changes. Cause it's like, is everything just going to be pushed based on competitive? Cause this does not make it, I think more competitive. I don't think it makes it a better card. No, for competitive. I don't think so. Um, it's close actually. I, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm on the side of thinking the card is a little bit worse at a top level, sure. but it also depends what top level we're talking about. Right. Cause it's mm -hmm. going to be different, you know, from the meta to meta, which, you know, we do have like flavor of the week decks coming right. in. And in certain tournament formats, this version could easily be better. It like basically the big, the big counter to this is Will of Ionia, which I think is kind of an oppressive card in general. Yes, or as he likes to be referred to as uh, Sir William, William of Ionia. Yeah. Of Ion William of Ionium. William of Ionia is the full name. Uh, when it really blows like you William. out, then it's William. Uh, if it's just all yeah. right, it's just it's just Will. Um, just Will for short. We also saw a similar, I guess, a similar card kind of to. Iceborne Legacy pack mentality getting changed as well. It went from basically what Iceborne Legacy is now to just mini overrun. Give all of your allies plus two plus two an overwhelm this turn. I mean, it again was not really played at all beforehand, at least as far as I know. Is this did this get pushed? into playability at all no no not at all <laughs> not at all there's a there's a there's a there's a card from ionia that costs the same mana uh, -huh. uh let it go let it, then again you can't use spell mana for it but it costs the same mana and it comes with a four two elusive body mm -hmm. and i mean if you're playing ionia you have other elusives and it's kind of like having overwhelm they can't block elusives you can't you can't block them so yeah but gummy it, if everyone's yeah. playing elusives then no one's playing elusives yeah think about it that's what think i like about it. that's what i want to hear <laughs> <laughs> I want I want the whole ladder to just be Frailyard Ionia, but that sounds great. No, uh, the thing is this it oh it's just not good. It it has this it, it's at slow speed. It's not even at the other card I was talking about. Technically plays the effect at burst speed, but then gives priority to your opponent at like a fast speed kind of thing. This one has the potential to give you so you give your opponent priority after you play it, and it has the potential to just being shut out mm -hmm. by anything else. Swim Gummy, it's like fine. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. I will say this card is not super great, and I wouldn't run it in most decks. I would say it's it, it actually is a card that exists on the competitive level. However, it doesn't really have a home right now. Mm -hmm. I think Freljord as a region is really suffering right now. I think that out of two of the decks that run Freljord, if you're running Iceborne Spiders, you'd rather run They Who Endure. And if you're running Kinko Omenhawk, you'd rather run Windfair Hatchling, as Gummy said. Mm -hmm. This card doesn't really have a home right now. But I think if they don't change it in future sets, you will see this card being played, actually. It just it's just homeless. Yeah. <clears throat> we see overwhelm effects get played at least in some levels. Usually in limited, but <laughs> Saucy, what do you think about these these two sort of like almost tribal type type of cards? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is exactly what Swim just said, is that there's just not, like, a place for them now. Because um, even when I'm playing all these stupid tribal decks, I still don't even consider the cards that go in them. So, I mean, I think Pack Mentality as a card right now, there 
I mean, it is te- it is a powerful effect. It's just hard to get off at slow speed. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Maybe in a future expansion, we see somewhere where this fits. I think in like uh, limited, this is super super strong. You'll just blow someone out with this. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's tough to justify a spot when you only have forty spots in the deck. You know, right? But I mean, a cheeky one of sometimes might just be hilarious. You'll get those. You'll get the really cool highlights where you just like play this and give all your dudes overwhelming your opponents. Like yeah. the fuck just happened? They can see the the Garen hand in the face. Uh, yeah, you know, for sure. Like yeah, I chose. I am the one who chose to put this card in my deck. That's the big dick play. Let's talk about power creep now. Poro snacks, my Woo! un unbeatable. Is- yeah. Saucy, I know you've been playing around with Poros. I've been this... playing a lot of Poros. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. No, it's it's not. Uh, I mean, the, it's a good change. Obviously, it's just a straight buff. But the card itself, like Poros as an archetype, still just there's nothing there that makes it amazing. Like if you're trying to win, you're probably not playing Poros. But it is super fun. It is a very fun card and a fun archetype. Heart of the Fluff is just a super fun card. I will say. I've played against Poros multiple times since the patch, and I have a 0% win rate against that deck. <laughs> One of the games, I went in for an Iceborne Legacy, and they had single combat. And the other game, he played Troop of Elmux and pulled three Elmux. <laughs> Somehow. Still. Post-nerf, I, I don't know how... So, so Somebody has absolute mastery over RNG. Yeah. I had that happen too. I had, a guy was just playing the uh, um, PNZ um, Elnuck deck, Clones, and he yeah. just played the yeah, and he just played that and got three out. And I'm like, the fuck, this card didn't even change. What is <laughs> like, what is happening? Then he Ezreal me to death in the same turn. I was so sad. Oh, you had the guy just didn't change, didn't update, didn't his change deck. the list at all. Yeah, at all. <laughs> oh, nice. I like that one. Just, just shit on me because his Elnuk pulled three. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I mean you did it. Apparently, if you're uh, one of the definitely legit people in uh, in Singapore, like my cousin, mm-hmm. who's been playing on the mobile client in Singapore, and definitely not me. It was certainly my cousin in Singapore playing. Uh, apparently, that, that just didn't update. Uh, my cousin was showing me screenshots of uh, 4-4 uh, uh, just yeah. just like still in the game. Uh, so if you play on mobile, you apparently don't update. Um, okay. So Poro snacks, maybe I mean, here's the thing about Poro snacks is it, it, it is, it's kind of a, like, it's a cool card in that it pumps all Poros, but it's also kind of a boring card. It's just give them all stats. I want now, like, the good I, thing about it is the animation is top notch. The animation is fantastic. I would Lunching rather the snack. I would rather mm-hmm. them just embrace it and be like one. Uh, I mean, maybe it can still be three mana. It's like three mana. Or maybe put it back up to four mana and just be like, give Grant all Poros everywhere two random abilities. Ooh. Give them all two, yes. Two random sick. keywords? Yeah. Two random keywords. That'd be sick. I mean, it would certainly be probably... I mean, I don't know if that's better or worse. I Just like embrace it. Like, if it's not uh, going to yeah, be Yeah, that would be worse. Yeah. I'd rather have plus one, plus one, I think. I'd rather just not have this card. <laughs> <laughs> it will, it will, if you look at the patch notes, it says it in the second the second uh, sentence, and I think they should have just ended it with the word expedition. Because uh, it says, yeah. we're hoping this change helps expedition decks. And that's then they right. added, while also giving Poros a boost in Constructed, but they just need to get rid of it. I mean... Hoping this helps expedition decks. Technically true, though. <laughs> Technically correct is the best kind of correct. That is confirmed. Um... Okay, last Freljord card here was already mentioned, but we'll we'll talk about it. It's the troop. 
the moo moo cow yep. got a nerf well, what do you guys i mean it, it, is this good bad what do you what it's are you good. what are your thoughts it's good the card's no longer playable but it's good yeah it's exactly the change i would have made just pulling less things it's great yep. I, I mean i like it one thing I will say about this is that, again, I think the idea, personally, okay, so my, my philosophy as a designer is that games should be basically looked at very holistically and that diversity is the end-all goal. The only reason balance is even important is because of diversity, mm. actually. And there's a lot of situations where balance doesn't help diversity, and I think it's overplayed for because of that, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you want a diverse fun experience, you want the latter to be uh, showing a lot of different strategies. So I think that as much as I like nerfs like Elnuk and Rekindler, I think I might need I might want them to be done in other ways or alongside other things. Like for example, take this patch. We see Freljord get a uh, let's say debatable nerf to Iceborne Legacies, mm -hmm. even though people were already messing around with Iceborne Spiders. Let's if we want to call that a nerf, then Iceborne got nerfed. Then Troop of Elnux gets nerfed, and Ash decks get nerfed too, like uh, because of Rekindler, sure. right? They need Rekindler. So if Ralyard gets hit in three different ways, and it was already the like probably second worst performing region. So now, you know, I like the fact that they're nerfing stuff like Elnux, but without buffing anything else in Freljord, and you know, we can't call pack mentality really a buff per se. <laughs> right. It feels like it's just gonna start struggling, right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, I guess, one add-on to the Elnuk nerf. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like yeah. Elnuk. I yeah, and I think that the the Elnuk, the troop of Elnuk nerf specifically needed to happen just because for des divine design space you can't print Elnuks ever. You can't make any more Elnuks if troop of Elnuks <laughs> exists, like just because it's just too insane. So, what if what if they kept it the same and just like when you put this in your deck, it your deck also has like three one one Elnuks in it. One one for one Elnux. Like it doesn't count Gross. against your deck spots. It just like beginning of the game shuffle three one one Elnux in your deck. Well, I still think that's not even that bad though, right? Because you're still pulling bodies with the the unit for any. If you play it on five and they're attacking, you're just one ones to block with. I mean, it's still right. pretty good. Well, the 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 downside is not that you're going to be pulling one ones. The downside is that you're going to be drawing a one one for one sometimes. Here's rummage. the fix. Rummage. Here's the rummage fix. Is a you just yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you leave it free rummage target. You leave it the well, same. Well, it's not a free rummage target though, because it's, it's not like it. When you draw it, you draw another card. It's like you are wait. Your draw is wasted. One one. You're drawing a one for one. I don't know. I mean, I just thought of that on the spot, so I put no thought yeah. into how good or bad it would be. So. <laughs> no, this is perfect. Here it is. So you leave it the same. It's top ten, but then you lose life equal to the power of Elnux you pull. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> It's like, it's like so you sapuku yourself, dark yep. confidanting. And, yeah, and let's go. Elmer's... I just, I like, and also I like what they did with the card. It makes it so you have to play it as you can't just throw it in. You're like, oh, I'm already playing Frailyard in this deck. I'll just pull. I'll just keep six slots open and just throw the right. nucks in. Mm -hmm. And but you can't do that anymore. Now you have to actually build around deck around the nucks. And I mean, is it possible? Probably, maybe, sure. But you'll you can definitely just say see no, gummy. Less. It's okay. No, I'm, <laughs> I don't. I, I want to have, I have hope in the deck building community that they prove me wrong with everything I've said about this patch the last two days, it's three days, it's been like shown. Mm -hmm. And then like the last two days, it's been live. And I just really hope they, they prove me wrong in my opinions on every card that's been changed or anything <laughs> in general. So I hope that someone makes an Elnuk deck that just completely takes over the meta and is unbeatable. 
but that's not happening. Probably yeah. won't happen. I mean, so I I just like the space for Elnooks because I think it's a cool. It's just like one of those like it's silly, right? Like they're they're cows. You're playing cows. How often yeah. do you get to play cows in a in a card game? I I like it. I think it's funny. Well, when you pick a lot of them up, they make like a stampeding like moo sound, and I think yeah. that's my that, that's like the best sound in the whole game is when you just pick up like a, a bench full of nucks and just yeah. slap them down yeah. yeah and then it's well, all six of them doing it at once oh yeah. man so good and the best part is there's no Oof. play animation when you play this they just yeah. appear like yeah. boom oh shit where all these cows come from yeah. <laughs> a herd of cows has appeared <laughs> yeah, the best the best thing about them is their their attack noise yeah <laughs> okay um let's talk about Demacia here because a couple things we got the mage seekers we got mage seekers just like straight up different cards now (laughs) oh Oh, gummy you're you're crying no these cards suck do they okay no they're just they're just unplayable like uh the insider's really really cheeky because you could play it in like a lux deck where you remembrance on three with three mana three pooled mana you're not doing anything one two so you're already falling behind but i mean like it's cool you get like some random uh card on three that could be okay and then you get a cool card on four that's a five five or a six five but like that's that's paradise right like that's you that's the best thing to happen that's like getting solitary monk and then being able to stand alone like Mm -hmm. it's the same thing it's like a a possibility but is it going to happen all the time no and is it going to feel really bad when you have an insider and you don't have anything to trigger it on four yeah it's going to feel absolutely terrible and then investigator as well it's kind of I don't know. I just, I have no, the only thing that I think is maybe playable is the Mage Seeker Persuader that's a 3-2 for 2. That's it. It's just a vanilla 3-2 for 2, <laughs> which is good stats. That sometimes gets plus 1, plus 1. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Swim? I think they're alright. I do, okay, so I see where Gummy's coming from, and I do sort of agree. I think that a lot of people, like, here's the thing. When new shit comes out, there's going to be a lot of people <laughs> jerking that shit off, like really, yeah. really hard. There's so yeah. many people that unironically just believed that Callisto was going to be a meta savior. I'm not exaggerating right. when I say this. People were like, holy shit, this game is fine now. Callisto is going to be great. Yeah. That's like so far out of this universe that I like the idea of basically, you know, kind of compensating. And mm-hmm. I, you know. I, I do I do think that a lot of people felt the same about Mage Seekers, and I, I very much understand Gummy's frustration in that regard because I don't think they're great. I wouldn't call them unplayable per se. I think all of them are all right cards. You mm-hmm. can slot in. I, I, I do think Persuader is the best one. You can slot it into Lux decks. I think it definitely has a home there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Tain one, the Investigator, is definitely playable. But again. I'm, I'm, I feel what Gummy's saying because I too am kind of like disappointed because mm-hmm. even though they're playable, they're definitely not like the meta saviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to, in today's meta with the cards that are out now, they're very vanilla, right? They're very yes. base setty, which again, this is the base set. But I like the design space it opens up. The Mage Seeker, you know, trigger off of a six plus spell that can be something interesting. That can be a, an identity for Demacia going forward. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you got to go back to the, you know, the basics um, from from magic. Sometimes it's like the vanilla test is a three, two for two vanilla playable kind it's of. It's all right. It's, yeah. it's, it's not bad. Like the stats are there and then sometimes it gets an upside. OK, maybe playable in the right deck. And then three, three for three is also kind of close. Um, but then four, three for four is like, mm, I don't think so. 
And then even when it gets triggered, it's just a bigger dude, which is also like eh. also not great. Um, I, I think another thing to go off of though is like you have to look at the mana you're playing and you're playing in that spot. So like two, for example, Demasi has so many good two drops. Right. Right now you have Lucian who's a three two, but he's a three two quick attack champion that has a has a cool flippy effect. You have I love Lucian's uh, backside, by the way. Oh, yeah. he has a nice backside too. If you get there. But <laughs> then he had then you have Bright Steel Protector, which is a three two as well, but then gives another one of your characters barrier mm-hmm. or your units. So it's just like is putting a two drop three two in in that position in that role in your deck like better than the other three twos that have actual name or spells or triggers or keywords or any of that? And it's just probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean we can lump this in, even though technically not a mage seeker. The unstable uh, voltition is in the same same category of it. You need to cast a six plus cost spell. And he becomes a big dude. Is is there anything there, or is he in the same? Is he in the same category? Uh, so I made a I made a really like memey thing while I was talking about this the other day, and I made a spreadsheet. And uh, my my thing for this card was who, because you didn't see it before, and you're still not you're still like who? Wait, what? Who, what? What does this card do? Let me read this text. Really, it's like it's like when you sit down across the table and someone plays a card that you've never seen before. Yeah. You're like, wait, what is what is it? Yeah. Oh, 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 sure. Yep. Go ahead. I had that same. That happened when uh, Blevins and I we were drafting an expedition together. I'm like, I, this was the first time I saw him. Like, the fuck is this card? <laughs> like, I've never even seen this before. Yeah. And he's he's a rare too, so he like doesn't even come up that often in expedition. So it's like, and it, he, I, I like seeing him in expedition because it just makes it very easy for me to not pick that pack. <laughs> uh, it's just one of those like, oh, he's in a pack. I, it, it, this needs to be yeah, the exactly. most busted shit ever if I'm gonna pick it. Um. Okay, we've got, let's see, what else do we have here? We've got, oh, I mean, one of the most impactful buffs and, yeah. and quite potentially game-changing here is yep. Border Lookout going and upgrading to Vanguard Lookout because he's now an elite. Uh, yep. Is that a buff or a nerf? I, think, I honestly think it's a nerf. I mean, it's a buff to him. <laughs> yeah, it's a buff to him, but it's a yeah, nerf yeah, to yeah, the other card. It's a nerf to Demacia. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most important thing about this about this buff is our podcast episode the week before. This is exactly what Blevins and I said we wanted. We're like, yep. let's make Border Lookout an elite just for no reason. Yeah. And then it happened, and my life got better at that moment. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm glad he got a promotion because he really wasn't actually yeah. doing any work to get the promotion, so it's really <laughs> no. weird. Yeah. That sounds like life. That's how yeah, life happens. And, and, but the thing is, now he still doesn't have to work at all. It's like really weird. Like, yeah. I don't, I, this card's elite as a R&R type is like, the best deck this would fit in is like something with Blacksmith, right? Because now he yeah. gets the plus one, plus one, but yeah. it's still, that card's not played at a top level and it's still not a very good card. Like I was talking about, like the two manas in those roles, mm-hmm. the, the two mana units are just better than this card will ever be. Yeah, it doesn't, uh, it does not fit well. I mean, this is, this is one of the cards that like, it's just way worse than a lot of other ones. Like, um, I'm thinking of you, uh, he and Z guy that is the same card except when he attacks you. Boom crew rookie. Boom crew rookie. Yeah, oh, rookie. that card's so good. That's probably like that the best two drop in the game. That card's insane. And then this is just boom crew rookie without the best part of boom crew rookie. So it like <laughs> the part that kills your almost opponent. like flies in the face of like we want every card to have a deck because it's like eh, they're really stretching. Like this is just bad, right? Like maybe if they gave him tough. Or something yeah. i don't know 
I like the change. It's very minor, but it's what I would have done. It's it's good. I mean, elites. He's homeless. It's the same as Pac mentality, right. right? You can certainly imagine a universe. So the elites tag is pretty underutilized because there's only mm -hmm. two real cards that are going to reference it, and those are, of course, Battlesmith as mm -hmm. well as Vanguard Squire. Mm -hmm. Both of those effects want you to be running them with light cards, and then the third card is Reinforcements, which is kind of like a turn potentially turn five <laughs> top end because you can use True. it on spell mana, right? I think that they're actually not that far off. If they add like a third big elite synergy card or something like that, mm. then you're going to be looking for like two mana elites. Eh, this is not, I mean, it's, it could see playing like budget versions of decks or something. True. It's it, a starter card. That's kind of all it is meant for. That's mm -hmm. true. It does. I mean, if, if the elite tag is worth so much that you're like not running the three two that grants divine or not divine shield a barrier or like some of the other non-elite two drops like you there's it's not out of the realm so mm -hmm. i agree okay crowd favorite minor nerf here health going down from two to one on the base thoughts on this G gummy you're here he's vibrating the aggro the aggro master is losing well, uh, it's not even power. It's just, it, i i i don't get it i still don't get it i still don't like I get if I like I don't have a board full of like one drops and two drops and he's like you know maybe like a four three now killable to get excited or he's a three two for some reason I'm playing him with just one unit and he's like killable with other uh, kill spells but the fact that I'm usually playing him at like uh, a six six mm -hmm. or even a seven seven well now it's a uh, what is it now it's a uh, or it wouldn't be a seven seven sorry six, five. yeah 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 and like that's like the worst thing that's gonna happen is a thermo beam but thermo beam. At four mana, dealing that damage, you have to have pooled mana. You have to use your whole mana. Like you're using everything to get rid of one of my cards. And if you're gonna will it, who cares if it has that one extra HP? It was getting willed anyways. It's already right. getting taken off of my board. I don't. I think this card's still very strong, mm -hmm. and I feel like they did this because maybe the card saw a lot of play and they didn't want to totally destroy it. And they're trying to hopefully make it see less play or maybe less win rate. But I don't think this is enough to stop that. Swim thoughts on crowd so favorite. You're you're saying you think crowd favorite should have gotten more of a nerf? No, I, I think the card's okay where it's at. I don't think okay. it's the reason aggro's destroying. Because let's be honest, aggro's not super running amok everywhere. I mean, it's a good it's a good like uh, for example, there's a guy uh, Manu S who has a discard Noxus PNZ deck that I tried mm -hmm. out the other day. It's very good. It runs this card, but this isn't the reason. This card. Solo isn't the reason that deck's doing very well, and I think mm. doing this to the deck isn't going to stop the deck from being very good. So I just think the nerf was kind of like, it, it's like cool. It, it hurts him a little bit, but, and this is kind of maybe what I like to see a little bit. Like, the card's pretty, a really good card, and they didn't make it not really good anymore. It's still a really good card. Mm -hmm. They just turned, toned, turned him down just a little, little tad, you know? Got him off the roids. So where, where do you see Agro's position in the meta? Cause I, I didn't I don't realize you thought aggro was really good. Uh, with the discard deck, I think it's tier two. It's definitely not tier one, but it's oh, a tier two deck. You don't think discard is tier one? Discard itself is probably tier one. Discard. Probably. Oh, discard. Oh, discard. Not no, I think, it's, I think discard. The discard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Discard. Uh, no, it's probably like top of tier two. I don't think it's tier one. I think tier one's like in my eyes is very hard set right now with bannerman and elusives, and maybe something that beats both those decks. Yeah. I think that uh, efficient discard swarm actually has a stab at tier one. I don't know if I, I don't know how likely it is, but I think it's got a shot. Um, 
because yeah it's a it's a very well-built list that kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. the thing about crowd favorite in my opinion is like i don't think aggro at a fairly high level play like they said they were trying to balance around like plat level right which Platinum, i mean that's yeah. yeah that's that's definitely high enough right and i think that crowd favorite is not a card that represented an archetype that had too high of a win rate or too high of a play rate and again i I just think that they're kind of balancing at a card level instead of at an archetype or region level Mm -hmm. like i do agree that crowd favorite on his surface is independently an overpowered card sure but i think that like nerfing him is nerfing archetypes that i think are underutilized if anything like aggro as opposed to like you know like mid-range demacia or ionia like gummy saying so i, I kind of disagree with it based on that yeah I, I they they say in the notes here um yeah i've been an overperformer for aggro decks i mean we don't know what that's specifically based off of high health can be hard to interact with okay i mean this just seems like um I mean, they're even even in the like the 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 tonality of their justification. It's like, yeah, he's a little bit too powerful, but we don't want to do too much, so we're just gonna take away one of his health and see what happens. It's like, probably doesn't change too much, but he's a little bit worse. Um, yeah, he's he's yeah. an interesting one. Um, I mean, I like I like that card. I like that discard deck as well. I think it's in a good spot. I mean, he does open up. Like he makes you want to play more of like the house spider type of cards, the like make more card, make more the units, token cards. Card, yeah, token cards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's maybe not as. I mean, it's certainly not as big of a change as uh, Vanguard, uh, Vanguard Lookout, um, getting it. so. <laughs> okay, a few more cards here uh, before we get to the uh, the watch list and then round out the show here. One. Is this one Ionia card has changed? Yeah, we've got Navori Conspirator. And I know, <laughs> just watching your stream the other night, Gummy, I know that cool. this one uh, this one is, uh, <laughs> really invoked a lot of uh, passion it, it, out of you. Let it all out, Gummy. It yeah, still does it its job. I mean, you putting it at 3-2, you, you put it at 2-2, two, two, you put Kinku from a 2-3 two, at 2-2 two, two and still seeing play. It's still going to see play. Elusive itself as a keyword is very strong, and it does... It's... The problem is it not being at three power. The problem, it's not even a problem anyways, but the fact that it can, you play Omenhawk on turn one, you bounce Omenhawk on turn two, you play Omenhawk on turn three, and maybe you bounce it again and you get to keep playing Omenhawk and you keep giving the top cards of your deck plus one, plus one. Mm-hmm. You get to keep playing, theoretically, a one mana spell that just keeps buffing your units. Mm-hmm. So if he's at a three, two, the next one could be at a three, three, the next one could be at a four, four. It just keeps piling up and I don't, I, Oh, I, I literally my only deck in my collection right now is just Zed. It's just uh, Kinku Elusives because they didn't touch the deck. It's swim swim said it the other day is or like we were talking and um instead of hitting a majority of the the t- what I consider tier one decks, they hit everything else. Mm-hmm. So tier one is just slowly creeping further away. That meta that I was talking about that I had to play last month mm-hmm. or the month before that, I'm gonna have to play next month because. Those decks are not getting touched, and they're creeping further away from, like, the Tier 2 decks. So now they're more, like, towards a Tier 0, I guess. Yeah. And that's, I mean, fine if that's what they want. I don't, I don't mind it. I'll just play Elusive for another month, but... Do you not mind it, Gummy? 
The top I mean, three decks have 99% of the win I, rate. <laughs> that's what I hope. I hope that everyone just, I want, I hope that I can just talk everyone in ladder into just playing elusives because the only way to beat elusives is honestly playing elusives and just everyone play elusives and then they'll have to do something about it, right? If the only two colors in the game being played are Ionia and a little bit of Freljord. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't disagree. That was where I did the majority of my climb up through yeah. was with uh, Ionia, uh, Freljord, elusives. It's a good, it's a good deck. Swimmer, do you have any other thoughts on that one, on uh, this change or that deck? I agree with Gummy. I think that I think that there's a chance that uh, that deck might stop running Omenhawk. What do you think about that, Gummy? Gobo? Hmm? No. I mean, um, I, I, don't know if I don't know if someone's trolling me or not, but like, <laughs> Omenhawk is, their Freljord is the only, that's like one of the only reasons, that and Freezes is the only reason Freljord's really seeing play, right? I know. So what I'm saying is really depressing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know who I was talking to, but they said they, they ran a Noxus version of this list with like, Precious Pet for their one drop mm -hmm. and like something else to pull Kinky Wayfinder. Bonds. And oh, yeah, and Brothers Bond. And like, honestly, like, sure, let's see Freljord see less play and then let's really see what happens to Freljord. Because the cards they, they, they worked, they reworked, aren't going to see any play, in my opinion. And if people do believe that Conspirator Nerf is going to stop them from playing the Omenhawk version, then. Maybe Ezreal will see Freljord play. Maybe Freljord will see zero percent play, and then they'll just redo the whole region. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna warm it. They're gonna warm up Freljord. Yeah, they're gonna give him a little heat. <laughs> Bring uh, the heat to Freljord. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so that I don't get, uh, I don't get yelled at for being uh, one-sidedly political. I will just say, make Freljord great again. <laughs> Um, there we go. Okay, we got there. We got both sides. Um, Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> got there. Now, now instead of being equal, everyone hates me. Um, chump Womp. Uh, I know. I know you were trade womp. Yeah, you were calling him Trade Womper. Uh, <laughs> trade. trade Womp. Now a uh, he he his backside is not as good as it once was. He's now only a four three <laughs> uh, down from a four four. Is this is, is this going to really impact? I mean, he felt real good. Is this going to impact uh, Chump Womp's play? I don't. I don't think so. He he's played in. Uh, what was he played in? Like Ezreal. He's yeah, played in Ezreal, he's... and I'm pretty sure they're just going to keep playing him in Ezreal. He's a four three that creates two spells that two cards that can either get rummaged or deal four to their yeah. face, pretty much. Mm -hmm. That's I think good. that personally, I would say that on a card base level, you're more so evaluating play rate. Uh, and on a deck-based level, you're evaluating win rate because, mm -hmm. of course, the the play rate is going to be linked with the win rate right. on a deck-based level. So I would say, like like Gummy saying, Trumpwump's not going to see less play within decks because, of course, in Ezreal, in any deck that was running Trumpwump before, you'll run Trumpwump now. Yeah. So I don't see this as a nerf to Trumpwump so much as a nerf to Ezreal mm. uh, as the archetype, of course, not mm -hmm. the card. Right. Um. So honestly, I'm kind of down with that. I don't mind a minor nerf to Ezreal. Uh, it's kind of interesting, but it's possible they just don't want that kind of archetype to be so strong. And I'm totally fine with that. To to gummies, uh, uh, Zed elusives being OP um, conspiracy theory. Uh, Trump Womp can no longer block Zed or Lucian I for know. that matter. That's, well, that's the thing is, yeah, he, he 
he he can't block and he things don't trump him anymore. That's like my meme, right? Is things don't trump anymore. Things trade into him. A yeah. lot of cards that are played have three attack. So things just exactly. trade into him now instead of chump him. So they should literally just change his name to trade one and I'll be you know what? I'll give them the right. You know, right can take that <laughs> take that from me and, and trade. They it give him the name change. Yeah. Well, yeah. Could, I mean, he's kind of like he's like a shopkeep looking guy, right? So he could be like a yeah. like wump trader. Like that could be mm-hmm. like his actual name. Uh, and if no, that exactly. <laughs> like, well, sorry. Uh, I I just was gonna say like mm-hmm. Gummy's right in that I think elusives is definitely a problem, and I think they're kind of inadvertently buffing that deck as well as Zed with a lot of these changes, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've got Chump Wump who lost the stat, so now he can't really block that anymore, right? Crowd favorite. There's gonna be some boards where that minus health prevents that, right? Yeah. And then, of course, you've got stuff like, for example, Rekindler kind of somewhat disappearing from the meta and Troop of Elnux nerfs. Like, these are these are yep. basically all cards that were threatening Zed on the block in yep. really, really major ways. And then there's Callista, which they buffed to... So now people are going to be tricked into playing Callista, and that can't, that can't block it either, right? <laughs> yeah. So And even Zed the Black Spear nerf. Like, you can't have a unit die and then be like, oh, I'll just Black Spear their Zed. You're like, yeah. I have a unit die. Oh, that's cool. Sick, their Zed didn't flip. Exactly. <laughs> Next turn. So what are the chances Yeah. That- yeah, go ahead, Saucy. No, I was gonna say when I when I first saw this nerf, the first thing I thought was, "Man, Zed has three attack." Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I what I thought was, "Man, maybe Zed, a real character in real life, works for the Legends of Runeterra development team no. and wants his card to be good." Damn. Someone's yeah. a Zed fanboy at that, right? Is that what you're saying? Someone really <laughs> like they're like that one trick that only play him in League. And they're like, man, you know what? I want to see him really good in LOR. Let's let's put him Ooh. there too. Or, oh, maybe this is a spoiler for the next world song. It's going to be composed by Zed, the artist. Oh, so they're yeah. just trying Ooh. to make the card better so that he is yeah. more. Insa- I we're, we're think about it. If that happens, <laughs> yeah. now, by the way, we're re- we're spamming this clip all over the place because everywhere we definitely predicted it. And if it doesn't happen, still spam it all over the place. Too. Still will, yeah. 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 Uh, Nothing changes. Although, if that is going to happen, I'll probably be assassinated so that uh, it will be taken down <laughs> just because they don't mess around with that. Okay. Two more cards, I think. We um, Did I miss anything yeah. else? Two more cards. We've got Flash of Brilliance. Uh, well, let's talk, let's talk about Rummage first. Well, no, let, let's, we'll do Flash of Brilliance first. Flash of Brilliance, now no longer Random Factory. Now only creating six plus mana spells in hand. Same card otherwise. Does the is this a burf, buff, nerf? Is this still gonna see play in the Heimer decks? What do we what do we think about this one? I I would call it a, a burf. I think it depends on the uh the region. Like for example, I would say that in like in Ezreal, because now people are looking to fill the hole that is, you know, the Elmnuck void. Some mm-hmm. people are thinking about Heimerdinger. And in that deck, like with Freljord as the second color for Flash, your options are probably worse now, mm-hmm. I would say. Except for of course the second Harshman's is quite nice. Um, but in a deck like for example Demacia, they might be a little bit better. So it only creates a spell in the classes that you're playing? Yes. yes. Okay, I've been playing this card for a while and didn't even know that. <laughs> well, um, I originally thought this was the hardest, one of the biggest nerfs, but I've been, I've been changed. I've talked to people. They've, they've somehow changed my stubborn, stubborn brain and mind to... It's a, it's, it's a, I think it's actually... I went from saying it's a nerf and even saying it's a burf to maybe saying, seeing it as a, as a buff, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess a lot of... Uh, people in the Korean meta or Korean servers are playing Heimer. They were already playing Heimer Ezreal. Mm-hmm. 
which yeah it's like really cool if you get like a second or like a fourth uh harsh winds or right but then you have like pack metallion so probably probably not let's re- let's let's take that out but like you have like uh now you have piltover demacia or just six like demacia probably has the best six plus mana spells mm-hmm. you have judgment you have mm-hmm. remembrance you have uh, and then you have the chance of getting eight eight, eight remembrance mana, make but elite, make two elites yeah yeah but you also have the chance of getting remembrance but the piltover version and get you just a vanilla five five which yeah. still isn't that that i mean it's not a good card but i mean it's better than getting like war mother's call right so yeah. i think people will test that a lot and they'll play it with the mage seekers and will hopefully like i said be proven wrong and hopefully that becomes a deck that's quite decent yeah i i think this is a cool change and it's a uh, it's one that i was calling just like a neutral rework just like a it could be a, a burf but it's completely deck dependent mm-hmm. uh when i put out my infographic on reddit i got flamed by so many people because <laughs> i didn't label this as a nerf i just labeled it as a change and people are like this is a strict nerf blah 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 and i'm like well it depends on what you're playing like right. if you are someone playing like a lux deck or something for instance you might want the more expensive spells like it seems better in that deck so uh, yeah it's it's just kind of deck dependent it's different uh, I think the change is kind of cool. Yeah, I think it, man, it feels really good to get flash into flash uh, when you have a Heimer out, but it also feels like way worse when your opponent does it. So yeah. <laughs> even if it helps me, I, it, it, I don't want my opponents to have those plays ever because uh, that yeah. one feels real bad. Um, yes, it does. This and is, it still refills your spell mana right. for the for the people out there arguing with me that it doesn't. It still does that. So that's the thing. Wait, were people just arguing yes. what the picture on the website Yes. Says? People were <laughs> yelling that it didn't do that. And like, yes, it still does that. Um, it's just now a six plus card. I mean, maybe maybe uh Riot is lying about their uh their own game. <laughs> maybe maybe they're trolling. <laughs> Who knows? Damn it. Okay, last card in the patch here, Rummage, now gives you the flexibility to discard one card if you only have one other card in your hand instead of two. As someone who has played a lot of Rummage in both Ezreal and the uh, Jinx, Draven, or just the discard aggro decks, mwah, lo- yeah, love man. this change. The, the Rummage already, love the card. It's just, it just, this is just so much better now. <laughs> like, it's insane. I think it makes that discard deck we were talking about previously that is like towards the top of T2 in my opinion and Swim maybe says pushing tier 1 um, makes it even better because it plays Jinx and you know when you drew a card plus rummage with Jinx and you're like well I don't get a rocket this turn this kind of sucks now it's like oh I get a rocket this turn this is this is pretty cool and like I think that's maybe probably the only ma- major effect it has. Other decks that ran rummage were like what Ez- Ezreal, and mm-hmm. you never have, yeah. you rarely have Ezreal plus one in your hand, or I mean rummage plus one. You usually have right. six or seven cards in your hand. I almost... Yeah, I agree. It's kind of balanced out by the crowd favorite nerf though, for that specific deck. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, I mean overall, it's not too much to talk about it, but it's. Uh... It's good. I'm glad that they put it in there because it just feels bad. Like having a card, like I get having a like combo-y piece card where it's like, oh, I need this and this to to actually have it like work and do something great. I get that. But like when Rummage is not like a combo card, I mean, it acts like a combo card in some cases, but it's it's a utility card. And when you have a mm-hmm. utility card that sometimes just literally can't do anything. That's yeah. Not- 
I mean, top decking, it's like the worst feeling, right? <laughs> well, it still is, but like when you when you have an empty hand, right? When you had an empty hand, it was still bad. But like now, at least you can get something out of it. So I, I, yeah, I, I like it. I, I love it. It's it's a very elegant change, and it mm-hmm. makes it. I think it's and it, it's clarity too, uh, which I enjoy. Yeah. I like it. And at least like it's still a card disadvantage card, so like it didn't need to be needlessly bad. Okay, that is all of the changes to the patch. If you had to just like not not thinking not thinking deeply about it on a scale one to ten, one is this is awful, revert the whole thing. Ten being this is perfection, the game is perfect. Gummy, where do you put it? Zero. <laughs> Shit. I'm, I'm gonna be real eyes is zero. I wow. don't I don't it doesn't So you don't like any of the changes. I I mean they're cool. They're 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 like flavor wise and like cat like um i've been talking to a lot of people like casually like for casual players that you know work the nine to five come home have a family cook put their kids to bed do hope maybe work or even like the people that go to school and do that i sit i sit here on my ass and play this game eight hours a day but like for those people it's like pretty cool change right like it spices up what they're able to play it buys you know another month for them to test things out and play things and that's like really like that's for a from a from a casual standpoint that's like really cool this patch is like pretty cool from a competitive person standpoint and someone that's just played the playing the game eight hours plus a day it's like uh it's a zero it's it's a zero it's a it's a zero from me wow gummy zero is not between one and ten it's zero true take the take the one one and the zero from ten and put it in positive integers only okay one point one minus one point one Oh, now we're negatives. Damn. Still Wait, not. no, it's still zero. Yeah. It's still zero. Yeah, but that, okay. But okay. We'll, I'll give okay, you your we'll, zero. We'll be... I'll give you your zero. That's fine. Uh, one. One. Yeah, one. Oh, so, oh, that's Google. I just <laughs> you trigger Google. Damn. Uh, well, this patch triggered you, so you triggered Google. It's okay. <laughs> True. Swim. Are you? Uh, are you on the same level as Gummy here? Uh, not quite. I would give it a four. I think. Okay. Uh, which is yeah. I mean, it's still a negative rating. Uh. I think that it's, I like some of the directions overall for sure, but I suspect that we will be left in a less diverse meta moving forward, basically. Like, for example, I think it just comes down to, you know, the the byproduct of a patch is going to be diversity, right? You can't just look at, I do like some of the changes and some of the mage seekers are neat, but I don't think they're going to be super competitive and on the level for the most part. I mean, they will see some play, Persuader particularly. It'll slot into decks, but it's not going to be a new deck. People were already messing around with luck stuff, right? I think that's fine, you know, but I'm just thinking in terms of the meta that we'll have like a week or a week and a half from now, I expect it to be less diverse. Mm-hmm. And that's that's going to be the entire reason I would give a patch a negative rating. I think it just comes down to meta diversity objectives. Mm-hmm. I can't even pay attention to this copy pasta in the chat right now. Uh, this is why you need to come to the the live streams of the podcast. Saucy, I'll I'll, I'll let you go. Zero to ten. Where 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 do you put this patch? It's tough because like there's there's things that I like and there's things that I really don't. So I'm just gonna give it I'm gonna give it a five point two. I, I originally like when I first saw it, I was super hype about a few of the things. I was giving it I was rating it pretty high. I was like, man, this is this is really dope. But then like. In practice, after playing a bunch, uh, the Blackspear nerf is really hard. Um, mm. I don't really love the Rekindler nerf. I I like the Elnux. Um, the Mage Seekers are cool, but I don't I don't think it changes the game enough. Yeah. And 
I just like things to change. Like I, I like I'm the type of guy I don't fall in love with decks specifically. I fall in love with the game itself, and I like things to just change and things to be different. So I love a patch to just completely fuck things up and change mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think overall there's there's good changes. I like the direction for a lot of things, but I don't think it does enough really. Like I don't know, Hecarim's still fine. Black Spear's bad, and Callista still sees the same amount of play she saw before. Right. <laughs> Wait, I want to change my number. I want to okay. change my number. Okay, okay. One, oh. because Elnux got nerfed. Yeah, you're right. Is that a one now? Okay. There we go. Fair. Uh, for me, man, I'm just going to give it a... Just a I'm going to give it a five even. Um, I am I am not the... You know, I'm I'm sorry. I don't play, I don't play this game for 8,000 hours a day. True, um, true, um, true. But on, on a serious note, I am not a challenger player yet. Uh, oh, me neither. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Megawall. Uh, the Mage Seekers or whatever. Uh, I liked Crowd Favorite, but that's fine. Iceborne, like, shake up, shake up the the change of the Iceborne Legacy Pack mentality. That's cool. I don't care. Coral snacks is whatever. I liked Troop of Elnux, but I also wasn't playing at a high enough level and wasn't playing against them and with them enough to really feel the impact of like, oh well, I got the high roll Elnux or I got high roll Elnux, I just lose. Um, so those are the type of things where like if I was playing ten times as many games, I would probably hate Troop of Elnux more than I do. As it is, it's like I get to play this card sometimes and it's mm-hmm. fun and I win sometimes. Um, cons- but like. After this podcast and listening to you guys put it into perspective more from a high level, I really my 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 ratings probably should go down, but I'm giving it the even the even keel five. Yeah, um, and that's why I mean exactly why I gave it a five. There are things I like, and they're from a fun perspective because, like, you guys know, I, I generally play fun decks. I make a bunch of stupid mm-hmm, memes mm-hmm. and stuff, but like for for fun deck building, like it's been fun to play around with Callista, even yeah. though it's not like good. Um, and the mage seekers have been fun. But like as a game competitive standpoint, mm-hmm. it just doesn't really do anything. Yeah. The best decks are still unchanged and they're still the best. Yeah, the the thing with the Mage Seekers is it's not a new archetype. It's just yeah. they added one and one and a half is honestly generous. One and a half playable cards to an existing mm-hmm. archetype. It's just like whereas like it feels like if they had buffed, you know, Vlad or Yasuo, that could have right. actually led to yeah. things that, you know, people haven't even really seen before. I'm gonna be honest. I don't want Yasuo to ever get buffed. That is just an annoying <laughs> card to play against. Like, God, it's the same reason I hate. Uh, I hate Shen too. It's just like if he's good, that just means that my stuff doesn't do things. It's like <laughs> my removal stops working. My blocks are bad. My attacks. It's like, God, I I hate Shen and I hate Yasuo. Um, but I uh, I digress. Okay, let's talk about the. Okay, yeah, we we are like over time, but that's okay. Uh, let's let's wrap up here with the watch list. We've got Elise uh, and Frenzied Skitter as the first one uh, on the watch list right now. Swim, it, it, should this be on the watch list? Should this have been nerfed? What are, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I think I think Elise is fine. I think I I would have I would have been okay with Frenzied Skitter on the watch list. To be honest, I actually don't mind Frenzied Skitter. I know a very very common thing to do like a cool thing to do is to point out that frenzy's kidder is one of the strongest cards in the game mm-hmm. it's pretty good i think it's a little overstated how much it needs a nerf i think it's actually 
it's fairly it, it, it's a lot more balanced than it seems it's very powerful and i'm not dismissing that mm -hmm. but i think it's it creates like interesting situations and i don't think it was top of the nerf list so i'm actually okay that they didn't nerf it gummy frenzied yeah what do you think um, i feel kind of the same way i mean uh, there's actually a tweet that I have pulled up by somebody that was liked by Umbridge, Riot Umbridge, and it, it, it references this, and it says, how do you guys keep whiffing on Frenzied Skitter and a lot of question mark and exclamation points? And it says, a lot of really good and smart changes, but to continue to not touch this card is a huge mistake. I completely disagree with this this person on Twitter. I think the card's actually uh, in a really good state. You're mm -hmm. not going to see, you don't see Fearsome Shadow Owls. You're not going to see them anymore because Hecarim's not a card. And then it's played in like... Um, like I said previously, mid-range ephemeral, and it's played mm -hmm. in spooky karma as like a, a, a card that can contest other three drops and feel okay. You're you're not you don't. There's very few times currently that you lose to just someone playing a frenzied skitterer, right? Because I, you can't block their fearsomes. I mean, I also think the tweet that you're referencing went on to reply something comparing uh, frenzied skitterer to Oko in Magic, which is <laughs> maybe maybe. <laughs> I don't want to say the dumbest comparison because I think it's it's not dumb. It's just it's just ignorant in terms of they don't they don't understand the yeah yeah they exactly. don't understand why Oko was like <laughs> Oko made three threes every turn. It's like that's not <laughs> bro. <laughs> Imagine plusing your loyalty to make your opponent's cards nothing. Yeah, um, it, it, that that is a, it is not a, a good. Uh, 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 a good comparison. Yeah, exactly. But... I I completely disagree with that gentleman said. And I, anybody that says that, I mean, come slide into my DMs and we can have a discussion about why this card's not great. <laughs> nice. Or just do it, or just folks. or just do it in public. That would be even better. Yeah, like that too. I don't. I please, someone prove me wrong about how I feel about this patch. Make me feel ten out of ten and not one out of ten. My my whole I mean, thing. All four of us gave it negative scores, right? That's it's not a it's not a great feels patch. Yeah. Gummy just had to be the lowest by far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think Skitterer is one of those cards that it feels really, really bad when you get blown out by it. But it's like just open attack forehead. Like I find, like I was played a game today where I'm like, okay, I'm doing some math. I'm like, Duh. I'm like, okay, I'll play this guy. I'll play this Lucian or whatever, and then I'll attack. And then they play Skitterer, and I'm like, whoop, I just got fogged. And I'm thinking like. Yeah, I got greedy and I got punished for it. I need to start playing around Frenzy Skitter more. It's like yeah. maybe they could tone it down a little bit because it does kind of everything, but still you can you can play around it. Saucy, any Truth. other thoughts on, on Elise and Skitter? No, I I think it's I think it's fine. I, I tinfoil hat think they put Skitter on the watch list just because so many people like to bitch about it. But <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's legitimately that oppressive or that insane. Mm. So that's just me. Okay, in the same vein, Glimpse Beyond. I know uh, Casa and Astrogation on their on the uh, the stream were talking about this at one point. Uh, they had a, a pretty good discussion. But Gummy, uh, do you think that Glimpse needs to be on the uh, watch list? Uh, yeah, but I don't know how they could change it to make it not trash. I don't, it's like a it's a really powerful card, and it's really good, and it stops your opponent from getting things, and it makes you. You're usually trading like you're you're going even in their hand, and they're usually going negative one, right? Like like value wise is mm -hmm. usually what's happening, and like that's pretty that's pretty good, but also at the same time, like what do you do to the card to make it so it's still playable, 
but not broken. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't, I don't know how they could do that. I'm not a, I'm not a card designer. I just I think... like to bitch about when they don't change the cards. That I change. <laughs> I'm not a card designer. I'm a card bitcher. Exactly. <laughs> I think. Uh, I mean, so I, I, I actually didn't weigh in on Skitter, but I'll just use the same exact explanation for both. I think that there's this really, really common just base level armchair dev mentality of three of auto include is bad and cards should have equal play rates and equal win rates which of course doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. i think that this is usually the mentality that leads to people saying nerf glimpse or nerf frenzied skitterer and in reality it just comes down to nerfing not the card but what the card represents which is the archetype in the deck mm-hmm. right now i mean shadow l did need some kind of nerf that nerf could have been in the form of one of many different things but I'm fine with Glimpse not getting nerfed as long as other things in Shadow Isles did get nerfed. I feel the same way about Frenzied Skitterer. Despite being a 3 of auto-include, both cards are actually two of the things that you have to think about the most while you are playing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. You, ha- you have this like very elitist kind of player who's often going to be like, oh, you idiots for not nerfing this card. <laughs> but in reality, and I-, I have said in the past that I do wish something in Shadow Isles gets nerfed, um, but you know, to be clear, it doesn't have to be Glimpse and it doesn't have to be Skitterer. Mm. Like, the cards are good and maybe they're auto-include, but you have to think about a lot of things in the game. And they mm-hmm. also prop up Shadow Isles, which after the nerfs otherwise would be very underplayed. And even unique archetypes, like, for example, you know, Spider's Iceborne Legacy, which you guys are all sleeping on, by the way. Wait, didn't you open it? Didn't you open up okay. that discussion it's not, with its trash? It's not, like a, it's not like a heavy slumber, but you guys are at least napping on it. Oh, okay. na- like a, a slight afternoon nap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. guys are napping on it. I think you're the one sleeping. You're dreaming, my friend. <laughs> you're daydreaming day about this deck. Saucy. It's, not, it's not tier one. It's not tier one, right. for sure. Glimpse? Uh, I think Glimpse is it's definitely super powerful. I I mean, I keep saying that it's one of the best draw spells in the game, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think just because a card is powerful doesn't mean it needs to be nerfed. I hate that mentality of a card is good, yeah. so therefore we need to nerf it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like that's one of the most frustrating things that comes just from card game players. It's like, oh, this card's good, so let's make it shitty. No, don't, no. Like there's nothing wrong with a card being powerful and yeah. even being a three of auto-include isn't bad. Like Mystic Shot is really good, for instance. Like mm-hmm. decks that play that are usually playing three. Um, so I, I think it's fine. I think Shadow Isles should i think shadow isle should be at the power level where it should need this card and this card should be uh a backbone to the archetypes so i i like it i think it's fine um but it, it's powerful but that's not a bad thing mm-hmm. what if it was one mana draw one card same card otherwise is it playable is it bad is it still good I think it's fine where it is yeah that, that, would, make it, that would make it really weak right yeah for sure i think yeah, the the way to think about Shadow Isles, I think, is kind of as, uh, you know, I mean, it's very common for card games to have, like, a three-mana draw, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what the one in Magic is called. But like Divination. Divin- yeah, yeah. Divination. Three-mana draw, too, is just, like, a kind of evergreen-style staple. Like, it's mm-hmm. just everywhere. And, you know, Runeterra doesn't have one. And so they have this card, which costs one less mana, but you have to play it reactively. You have to be intelligent, and it teaches new players about the idea of playing re- reactive. Mm-hmm. It yeah. can The only effects it can stop are a few somewhat niche things like Ezreal's target level up and mm-hmm. like a vile feast spider or some some uh, like lifesteal. grasp 
Yeah, it's it's one of the more nuanced cards in the game, right? Yeah, I think like most people want to nerf it. A very common thing I've seen is make it slow speed, but that just Ugh, removes the, it makes the game. It's unplayable. Right. Yeah. So I, I really I, I I agree. Like really 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 hard um, with saucy. I'm pretty sure he's saucy, but you two look exactly alike, so I really can't tell. <laughs> it's saucy. Yes. It's saucy. It's saucy. Okay. It's saucy. We're good. I I agree hard with saucy that like the most frustrating thing is this like power level based mentality i don't it doesn't matter whether things got nerfed or buffed it matters if they're better designed so like you know yeah we can argue about whether iceborne legacy is better or worse but it's a it's a better designed card now i, I like it it's good mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it, making it slow speed is just com like the the, the people <laughs> the people who want it to be slow speed are the same people who are getting completely blown out by it and don't understand why it's actually good. Like they're just like, they oh just my heart stone. got countered. I don't get why this is good. Let's make it bad instead. <laughs> or the uh, hipsters that don't want to play SI, they're like, oh SI is too strong. I want to. I want this region should be better. Nerf my deck should be better than their deck. Yeah. Yeah. Or the same people that want deny taken out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh. wait, wait, are those people? Is that a thing? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Before it got nerfed, we'd get it all the oh, time. Oh yeah. People hated hate, still do hate deny. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Okay. Last card, last topic for the show. Shadow Assassin on the watch list. Gummy, you're shake you're you're shaking your head. I now. just it's okay. I don't think it's really busted maybe i don't know take elusive i don't know dude just like putting it at like what they what they said a one two or a two one i'm, I'm still playing the card for three mana to draw me a card and give me a unit that's elusive mm -hmm. and they have to think about the decks that are putting this in that aren't kinku wayfire or kinku elusives right because mm -hmm. like you take this and you you nerf it in a karma you, or any version of karma or any other deck that uses it to just draw a card and put a unit on the board. Mm -hmm. That that's separating the gap once again between elusives and that deck right. because sick they have they have a unit that can block one target and then maybe not even trade. It's chumping maybe and it's just like just make kinku elusives better. Just make the sure just just push them further. I'm fine with that. Just keep pushing them further. <laughs> telling you zed works for riot <laughs> swim the shadow assassin need to be on this list uh yeah no i mean it should be on the list people complain about it i don't think it's a really a problem card i'm fine that it didn't get nerfed it has a unique ability to effectively almost be a reach card in this game mm -hmm. uh in a weird way because it's a kind of non-offensive shadow isle or non-offensive elusive card mm -hmm. it's like it's the only elusive that you can really justify as like a defensive blocker yeah. as mm -hmm. opposed to just being offensive mm -hmm. and towards that logic its existence is very arguably a nerf to elusive decks as much as it is a boon to elusive decks. Like, it's a powerful card that's a three of an elusive deck, but it allows basically any control karma deck to have a blocker, which is nice. Therefore, I wouldn't mind advocating it go to, like, a one-four stat line or something mm. that would make it just, like, less aggressive. <laughs> what What are you thinking, Omi? I don't, I don't know if I like that. What if it was a two-four can attack? <laughs> I mean, that would be interesting. I like that putting it maybe maybe at a one three, but I don't know about one four. I think that's like putting a putting a big uh, behind on it, a uh, big backside is like a little. I think you're buffing the card a little too much. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I I think that one, one four would be well again. It's it's not really about it's not about the card being better or the card being worse. It's about the deck. It would like making it a one four would be a nerf to Kinko elusives and it would be a buff to Karma decks, mm -hmm. right? 
And I think that's a good way to do that because I think like control having, you know, a better elusive defense is good. And I think that, you know, I, I, I do agree very much that the Kinko Wayfinder elusive deck should get nerfed. Saucy, I agree. last thoughts. Yeah, on, on this specifically, yeah, I, I've always considered it kind of a defensive card as well. Like, that's why it's one of the, like, you play it in, like, Karma Expert, for instance. Mm -hmm. You play it because it's it's one way to not get killed by elusives, but it also, re, like, replaces itself. It, I don't I don't have a huge problem with this card. Um, I do, I, I like the idea of potentially having something that, like, an elusive card that can't attack that's, like, a weird reach yeah. Thing. that's an interesting i hadn't thought of that i like that idea i hadn't thought of that until i literally just said it so uh it was not any there's no <laughs> forethought cool put into it whatsoever uh <laughs> i just am surprised that wind drake uh with cycling uh with cycle well with uh, yeah wind, cantrip wind drake <laughs> is what people are saying needs to be nerfed uh, out of all things yeah, yeah. okay that was a banger of an episode. Uh, we <laughs> talked about a lot of stuff, got a lot of opinions. Huge shout outs to our guests, Swim, Swimstrim and Gummy. Thank you guys so much for being on. Swim, where can people find you on the internet and elsewhere? Uh, I have a, I, I use Twitch. I've got a channel. Uh, it's, it's Swimstrim. Uh, I think I have a YouTube too, but. Eh, you don't want to go there. Yeah, it's not that good, right? <laughs> gummy. That's good. G gummy, where, where, only tell people the good places to go for you. Um, <laughs> you. If you want hot opinions when I'm not on twitch.television slash gummy underscore god, it's Twitter with the same handle, gummy underscore god. And uh, I have really hot takes about LOR, but my mantra is to prove me wrong because I really want this game to do really well and i'm really passionate about it so please please prove me wrong gummy your takes are hotter than the earth's mantle <laughs> okay <laughs> um and that's that's gummy with an i for those of you oh, yeah, uh, yeah, in yeah, podcast yeah. world who, <laughs> yeah, can't, who can't see on on screen i'm just i'm just throwing you the alley-oop here saucy where can people find you on the internet yeah um i'm just saucy mailman all over the place uh twitter twitch instagram spotify i don't know all the places wherever and you can find me in the discord discord.me slash rune terrible radio that's where you're gonna want to be all of our links all that good stuff people in the community it's a pop-in place to be for yep. legends of rune terra but that's gonna be it for this one hope you guys enjoyed it that was that was a spicy one that's going to be it for Swim, for Gummy, for Saucy. I am Blevins. You've been listening to Rune Terrible Radio, and we'll see you guys next week to talk about more stuff in Rune Terra. Yeah.